What's good, Internet? And welcome to session 78 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host and Fall Guys champion, Alex Arona. That's not true. I'm sorry, I lied. But one day. With me this week, and back from the frontier, is Joel DeWitt. What was it like, Joel, to be unplugged? Dearest listeners, gone are the days of refrigeration and electronics. For you as a man who needs not these things. Needs not these things. Yeah. That 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 does not roll off the tongue at all. <laughs> Getty with another winner. But does that mean I get to have your switch? When you pry it from my cold, dead hands. That can be arranged. Alright, and with me is habitual complainer and video game completionist Eric Getty Gettinger. Welcome back, you scrub. Thanks for noticing, Alex. Now, if I could just have a moment of your time to talk about the water design in Paper Mario, the Origami King, this week. No. No, no. It's gonna happen. This it's, week? It's gonna happen. We slam down two more betas and early adopters. That's three. Speculate and grumble about the news, and then speed things up with video game homework in the backlog blog. But first, early adopters where we play alphas, betas, and games I determined were too good to share. I see what you're getting with this, Getty. Yeah. I see what you're getting with me. Okay. But wait, before before we jump in, are we actually counting Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the 1-2, as a beta? I, I feel like it's just a remaster. This is a game that yes, you've but, played before. Uh, but you get early access. I am part of the problem. I pre-ordered the game to get access to a demo. So wait, you pre-ordered it, and last week we had the burrito fiasco with dual Alex's. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, screw that. That is like the lamest burrito. Yeah. It is yeah. like, it might as well have been like white bread <laughs> with some sort of dry chicken and tomato sauce. Like, that. that's what it should have been. It's kind of... What, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you, Tony Hawk? I... I feel like guacamole is a good addition, but it's not like the spice of life. You, no. you need some good salsa on there too. You got to go fiery habanero, and can't sit down for a couple of days afterwards. For for such an extreme sport, that is some weak burrito action. <laughs> I'm I'm a little disappointed. Um, well, so where do you, you want to start, Alex? Yeah, where do you <laughs> so, want to go? No, since we got Getty, you brought us here. Let's continue. Joel, you played Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two. The what the early access beta? I sure I did. Think. It's uh it's the warehouse level from Tony Hawk One. That's what it is. And your thoughts? It's the warehouse level from Tony Hawk One. Yeah, that's what so I it's thought. Awesome. It's it's basically the same thing, just recycled with better uh better graphics. So but Joel, I'm not sure how did much did they add yeah. new stuff? I mean uh oh, oh, okay, so let's uh let's let's talked about what's different uh from what i've experienced so far mm. number one uh it's pretty <laughs> not not like gorgeous the best looking game you've ever seen but definitely on par with other typical sports like games it, it's it's current gen quality visuals and it looks nice uh there is a bit difference in that they offer manuals now 
that you can do the manuals on the Tony Hawk Pro Stator 1 and 2 levels here. So that, at least for one, that's a distinction that was different than the original. They didn't add manuals until after. And so, if you recall, that is sort of what let you bridge the, bridge the gap in doing your combos from uh, landing a trick and then trying to get to another vertical place to do another trick. So, uh, I imagine there's going to be a lot of high scores that were unattainable in the original because of that. Mm-hmm. The... Another thing that was kind of weird is that when you bail on a trick and, or wipe out, uh, instead of your character doing, like, the animation of just getting back up and starting up again, mm-hmm. there's this weird, like, little digitized thing that they do around the character's body, and then everything kind of slows down for half a second and then picks back up, and it just automatically, like, warps you to standing up again to start rolling along again. So I don't like that. That, that was kind of weird. That doesn't... I, I mean... That doesn't sound good. I miss the wipeout days. <laughs> but I feel like it can that can be fixed. Like I don't think that's that seems placeholdery and I got to imagine that that will be something that gets added in. I don't know. I, I mean, think that gets you the what two weeks? That gets you the E rating, Alex. If you fall down and scrape your knees, you're up to T for teen these days. Doesn't that game come out pretty soon? I don't that's know. That's what I was saying like 2 3 weeks. You pre-ordered it. <laughs> that doesn't mean I have to try. I paid fifty dollars for a demo, Daddy. <laughs> I don't know. I pre-ordered Avengers. We all know where that's gonna go. Yeah, but you'll probably get your money back. I'm, gonna I'm definitely gonna get this. my money back without question. <laughs> but uh, it feels good, though. It feels like Tony Hawk One and Two, like I expected to. The main difference I saw is that the frame rate is buttery smooth. I'm pretty sure it's closer to like the sixty frames per second range, whereas if you played the first game anytime recently, it is slow because of the slow frame rate. So it was mm-hmm. taking a little bit to get used to uh, that kind of speed while you're playing this because everything felt like you had less of a window to do your rotations in the air. Uh, other thing, too, is that in one, I recall it being easier to be able to sort of hop over the side of, of a... What's the name of them? It's not half pipe. It's uh Quarter pipe. Arona, you're the you're the skateboarder. Yeah, you're the skateboarder. The <laughs> Name skateboarding it's stuff. Quarter pipe. Quarter pipe. There you go. Yeah, but like in the original, you would just hold up. Even if you were doing a move, if you were holding up, you would go over the quarter pipe uh, side. And mm-hmm. here, you had to be holding it up and not be doing anything to be able to time it right. So it, it seems like there's a little bit of a more finickiness to like being able to do that a bit. Uh, one of the things you asked me, and I can confirm. There is definitely an impact when you land. Okay. Uh, there's a visual shape of the screen. You got a little bit of the sound of the skateboard hitting the ground. And uh, your character does a sort of hunch down as he's hitting the ground. So it feels like there's an actual impact to landing. I know that was a big sticking point with you on yeah, the last it, one. It didn't look it didn't look like there was any. It just felt it looked like they were just landing on a smooth plane. Uh, it comes out in two weeks, by the way. Yeah, so. nine four. Yep. So, so that digitized uh, stand-up move is probably a part of it. I feel I, like I, they can they can change that. Will they? It, it's a personal, it's a personal preference thing. It, I mean, my first blush thought was like, eh, I'm not sure I like this, but I've gotten used to it pretty quickly to where it's not really that bothersome to me. Uh, it's it's pretty minor, and uh, I will say there's been a couple additions to the soundtrack that they've done a good job of finding music that fits in with the old stuff too. 
Okay. Like definitely hits the right vibe and stuff. Like I don't Post know Malone. The musicians. I don't know the musicians. He doesn't know what a Post I'm Malone old. is. He also <laughs> thinks that the weekend is something that's happening in two days. It's not. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? I Post like Malone reference. is one of the studs on a fence, right? You think the weekend is today? It's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. Letter to any things. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but yes, I I don't regret paying my fifty dollar demo because I uh, it it feels like Tony Hawk, and that's what I need it to be. That's all I need it to be is a pretty Tony Hawk. All right. Did you see Joel that they took they redigitized all of their faces? So that's old Tony Hawk. That's not young Tony Hawk. I it kind of. It kind of sounded like him. Oh, you know, one other thing I noticed, too. Like, all of them, like, hoot and holler and cheer when they land with their special move, which is mm. new. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, like, uh, in in the GBA version of Super Mario 3. <laughs> it's a deep cut. Like, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah. He, 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 they added, like, Mario saying stuff as he picked up items. So, like, he would get, like, a mushroom or a fire flower, and he'd be like, ooh, just what I needed. Here we go. <laughs> the, yeah, just what we needed to add. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's strange. Like, yeah, it, it's, I'm, maybe it's just me not being okay with change, but if, it seems unnecessary. <laughs> Agreed. But... Yeah, they they and they're also going to be adding new skaters, so some younger uh, skateboarders that are currently uh, in the, the zeitgeist. There's new skateboarders. Uh, yes, I thought everybody are. that skated just still skates, and nobody well, new ever came. Well, the average in. the average skateboarding career starts at roughly 16 and goes till about 25. So uh, oh, yeah, like a pro gamer. Yeah, exactly like a pro gamer. So most of these guys, the pros that you know from the original Tony Hawk, are real estate agents Wait, now. Are or, you saying that Bam Margera's fat now? Dude, he's got <laughs> no. He's in. He's in a tough. He's in a tough spot right now. Uh, it's worse than fat, my friend. Is it, I just kind of assumed that he was fat. No, it's real bad for him. Um, I mean, his dad is a hefty guy. So yeah. Jeff Raleigh is a he's a trail person, so you could hire him to take you down trails in the back country of Arizona. There's a lot they're all over the place. Those pros are doing stuff. It's it's a dangerous job. There's snakes everywhere. That's how I imagine skateboarding? Arizona. Skateboarding, yeah. It's <laughs> just everywhere. snakes. You said he, the one dude is a tour guide. I know, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's kind of why they added some new characters to give it a little bit more flavor. They gave it the the big hot uh, female pro skateboarder right now, Letitia Bufani. Oh, that's I good. That. I see them. I see her on Instagram a lot, where they're she's posting that she's in the game, and I've seen the the that's, digital versions of them. Looks good. That's what Tony Hawk needs is diversity. I'd say so. Like I'd say more it's nice to be inclusive. More dinosaurs. I don't think there's enough dinosaurs in this one either. <laughs> Or Spider Man, you Speederman. You know that cop. You know that cop is not going to be in the game. No, you know it. He can't be. No, no, not in today's climate. Well, that is Tony Hawk One and Two. Joel, you look forward to it. You're saying you are going to buy it. I already did. Yeah, that's how pre-orders work, Alex. You're not going to try to get your <laughs> you, money back. You had to do it. You had to do a digital pre-order. <laughs> Can you PSN get your money back for, on those? I sincerely doubt it, but I, I don't. I don't plan on it. Like I, I'm convinced enough by the demo that it was uh, a risk 
well worth taking for my end. So, okay, I'll get plenty of play out of it. Sounds good. I found my skateboarding game for the year. I'm okay with this without this one. I, I mean, you, you are up all up in the ass of that uh, sim style of games. You know, I, I'm more of the arcadey kind of skateboarding stuff. It's it's this this. Uh, I'm a filthy casual for skateboarder games, so Makes sense. I, I need this. Now, I know I am generally, as a whole, cooler than both of you, and I skateboard. But also, as Getty said in the intro to this segment... I didn't say anything. Uh, I'm so cool that I got a key to Rogue Legacy 2! And it was too good not... I didn't get to share. Fwah, fwah, fwah. Fwah, fwah, fwah. That was our Guys, big Legacy catch two. for the year. I was real that, that was a pretty big get, and, and you vultured that right quick. <laughs> I don't even think he said <laughs> it. Just, he just sent a picture of himself downloading it. Sure, normally, he sure did. Let, he, let's he was real proud of that Peel back one. the curtain here, guys. So normally when Alex gets a game, he looks at it, and then he says, I don't want to play this, and then he offers it up to the chat. This time, he just sent a picture of himself downloading it, as to say, that I'm didn't actually too happen. good. <laughs> <laughs> that did not actually happen. And in fact, he got three toads of Road to Legacy 2, and he created two other Steam accounts just to redeem the other two to spite us. I had to. That, that was, was uncalled for. Only way I could that do was, it. I guess. It, okay. play, playing Road to Legacy in two different hands, and then just a third controller with his tongue hitting the No, no, buttons. we gotta go the, old school I was gonna say, you don't want to know where the third controller is. Face rolling. <laughs> Face rolling, <laughs> you're... And just across the keyboard. That's how you do it. Well, I had to co-op with the best. Me. <laughs> All right. Uh. <laughs> so, how was it? Rogue Legacy is its more of Rogue Legacy in a way that is both welcome, but also a, a little bit interesting that they kind of kept... The, you fall into... As soon as you start playing, you, you, know, you, you go through the castle, you die, you get that that you know which gives you a choice of three different errors and you kind of know what you're getting into you know this error and it'll say what their their trait is whether they're colorblind or a diva or this different different traits that once you play it you kind of know okay i, I something's going to be up with this character when i play them it's going to play differently then, were there any new ones you know, that stuck out to you alex well the diva the diva was pretty funny because it limits your sight. It just puts a spotlight over your character, so you can't see too far forward or backwards. Okay. And when you killed enemies, roses would fly off from the side onto your onto the floor. That's good. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So it's it's more the fact of that once you start playing Rogue Legacy two, you just if you played one, you know what you're going to be doing. You know how the game's going to feel. You know what the goals are. So whether that's good or bad is kind of up to you. They smoothed out that pixel look they had before and made it look very cartoony. So if they were to say like make a TV show about this or have like, you know, just like a YouTube show of just this character, it'd be an easy fit. Very cartoony, very well well animated. Apparently they did the the guilty gear route where it like you can the the way the developer showed off this game, they could spin the the character and it would be 3D. Huh. Okay. I wonder but why. I, I don't it, know. I didn't it, see. Is there? 
they no. they didn't have any like scenes that uh, accentuated that. Just like in in Guilty Gear and Dragon Ball Fighter Z, like they have those inter you know intro scenes where they they show it at an angle where you can see the fleshed out three D models. They didn't show anything like that while you're playing it. No, that's what it was so weird about it. Hmm. But it's real. It looks weird. great. They put new emphasis on. If you remember previously, you could downstab and you would bounce. Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of a mechanic they want you to do more of. So they will teach you. They, they teach you and then make the castle accessible more so you bouncing off of lanterns by doing that move. Okay. Because in the first one, you had to do the downstab to get platforms to appear You'd have like that bolt was it like a blob and it would just like flatten out into a platform. So I, yes. you, it was essential to the gameplay, but it seems like there were a couple of ways you could get around it. You didn't always have to. Uh, there were some situations where you would have to, but since it was all procedurally generated, um, did it feel the same way in this one, Alex? Yes. Okay. It did feel procedurally generated. And now, it, again, it seems like there will be. A, you walk into a room and it is just straight spikes with lanterns across, so the downstab <laughs> becomes pretty essential. That, that's what I mean is that they're really focusing hard on that. I mean that um, that is it, akin to that that move is akin to uh, the Ducktales game, right? Yeah, yeah. Screw yep, yeah. Similarly, in Shovel Knight, really accentuated that as a necessary move too. But uh, I'm not sure I like that game mechanic. It's I am never precise enough to do that. It's probably more of a failing on my part, but I don't love it. They made it a little bit easier to feel it out. When you do it, there is kind of a... I don't want to say there's a circle around you, but it's there is an imaginary circle. So if you're, not, if you're off of it, it still counts as the bounce. Okay. So they give you a little bit of leeway. Uh, and then they also give you an active recovery, meaning if you get hit... You don't get tossed back. You can hit jump out of it. Okay. So because there will be times the... in the first game where if you get hit off a platform, you would fly backwards into like spikes or something. And here well, you can kind of. It would stop depend yourself. on the character too, because there were some characters with traits like uh, the gigantism or the the dwarfism, <laughs> where if you got hit uh, the dwarfism, you'd fly further. But if you were a giant, you would not fly. It'd have like zero recoil. But you, that's, yeah. I, I kind of like that mechanic, being able to do the auto recover. Yes, and that's that again. They kind of give you like a little bit of tutorial on this is how you recover. Uh, and then um, they added new mysterious randomized uh, puzzles. So they have this thing where you can try to get a. They, they, I'm trying to think what the word is. Um, I don't know. You said mysterious, and I'm all ears. So what makes it mysterious? Oh you know, yeah, no, for sure. It's like a trinket. But it, I'm trying to think, like, it's uh, a relic, a relic. So you can go, and it takes you to, like, a dimensional place where it's very platform puzzle-based. So you'll they'll give you a dash. So then you have to bounce off of two lanterns, dash across some spikes, hit, bounce off two more lanterns, and then dash to get to another platform. And it does that, and by, then, by doing this level, and it's multiple challenges, it's a long, like, multi-phase level and when you get to the end you get the relic which will give you bonus stats and new abilities now uh, just for that character right 
Or does it carry over? It's like that a, carries over. Okay, because equipment carried over in the first one if, as long as you bought it. Right. And that's still the same. I I bought a helmet and some. You know, I found a uh, a, a blueprint for uh, a leather pants. chest plate. You need pants. Yeah. Don't adventure pants. without pants, kids. So it again, you kind of follow into the rhythm. You feel. Like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know how to keep going. I know how to progress. You get the money, and then when you go into the castle again, the guy says, you got to pay me all your money. You, you lose all your money again. You continue on. So it feels good. They didn't have other biomes. At least I didn't find any uh, yet, so that's still in early access. But the game does come out, again, I think, within two weeks. So there's that. And uh, it, it's I really, really liked that, what I played. I thought it was sooner. Uh, well, I know early access is live for anybody else, um, but let's see. Like, it just went public. Uh, let's see if I can find a release date. Uh, oh, uh, it says August 18th, but I think that's early access. Uh, well, I don't, maybe they're considering early access as all access? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's a weird one. Yeah, this is, well, it's, re- it's early access right now for $18. Uh, will be $20. And it's going to be early access for a while. It says here that no. this is early access, but doesn't have a date of when. Okay. They are ones I would trust to buy in at early yeah. access. Uh, I mean, their original game is, is such quality. And if this is really just a nicer, prettier, more fleshed out version of the same thing, I could see them handling this the same way someone like the dev of Dead Cells did, where, like... The core of it is all there, and then they just expand on it, tweak it, and bug fix, you know? See, that's... I agree, except for if you're really aching to get into Rogue Legacy 2 and you really want to progress and play this game, I would say wait until they start getting a little bit more content, because only one biome. The the puzzles and those uh, hidden you know, the relics and stuff like that, that is a, a really fun thing to look at. And, to, and I ran into two or three of them in my time playing and really was excited to like learn these puzzles. But of course I died in a couple of them, so I didn't, they weren't there again. But I think that again, the the biome stuff, missing new areas, I didn't find any bosses. So I, I again, I think that if you're wait, if you really want to play this game and you want to get a more complete package, it might be worth holding off a little bit. Well, I don't know if this dev is going to do the same thing, but I know in other instances, uh, early access will be less expensive. So if you purchase it and then hold on to it, then once it drops 1.0, you you be set. Yep. That is true. Skater XL is $40, and I paid 20 There you also, go. So I believe Dead Cells was that way. Dead Cells, a lot of people, when they first got it, it was early access, and there wasn't a whole lot there, but... They kept adding more. Um, one side note, I just wanted to say that uh, one of the funnier ones I found was uh, Osteogenesis, which is hollow bones, and uh, that character could slow fall. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, I did unlock a couple of other classes, a wizard and a archer. So those are back too. The same rogue legacy you loved back then. Um, now... Let's move on to our musical game, Mixolumia. Joel, what are you up to? Yes. Can you tell me about Mixolumia? I didn't play Mixolumia. I know you did. 
<laughs> I was waiting for it. Uh, I mean, Mitsalumia is a puzzle game. I mean, it's a it's a block dropping game where you have Say it. blocks of four different pixels and it's different colors and you drop it and you need to get either three in a row or more or it needs to be a block of four or more i believe and the the shape of the board is almost like uh kind of a crystal sort of like a diamondish yeah. shape diamond yeah yeah and it's it is a mixture of the the block building stuff with it being a diamond rather than a square and then also it is doing the thing with music where it is timing the notes with as you land the different pieces of the music. So it's really pulling off the similar kind of vibes that something like Tetris Effect did where the integration of the music along with the different inputs that you're putting really adds a nice flavor to the beats as you're playing it. As you're going along and you're starting to drop stuff quicker because it's building up and up and up towards the top of the screen, you know, it's suddenly getting quicker and quicker along with the urgency of needing to uh, drop stuff and try to clear the board. So it's, you know, it, it's really nice. It, uh, it's a lot more calming than I expected. Usually these puzzle games, I uh, get a little panicked as I get closer to losing because I don't want to lose. Uh, but this one, I was able to just sort of sit and chill, and I think that's because of the music that is in it. It's just a really nice. How would I describe the music? How do you describe the music? That the music is uh, what uh, the, the yeah, it's like a metro, a mellow electro funk. Sure. I don't know if I got funk well, no, out yeah. of it, but yeah, all right. But it, but it is really mellow, like chill it, beats, it's, chill beats, chill beats to yeah. play video games too. Definitely. There you go. And with that, the, uh, the developer has been very active on Twitter throughout his development process and has apparently made it super easy for people to edit and add their own sound packs, color packs, adjust the game as they want to kind of make it a community project. So that's a very fun idea to be able to expand your process and say, hey, this is what I'm doing and I want other people to do it too. You can be part of it and make your own, not game, but make your own version of what you think this game should be. So I yeah, think that it's, that's it's a really, really it's tweeting note. it's tweeting the music backtracking so that number one whether or not it has actual music as you're playing, but then also the impact beats of when you place the tiles if it has certain like tones and effects. Like the funniest one I saw was somebody integrated disturbs down with the sickness to it and it wasn't even like playing most of the music it was just like that general like uh uh no <laughs> the singer uh, uh uh you know belts out during parts of it so like this person was getting quicker and quicker and it was just like that uh, uh, over and over and over again it was just absurd yeah and I, I like the game it's a good wind down i do it i play a couple rounds before bed and it's just very relaxing all around yeah it's i get it chill Getty, did you take some time with it? I thought we were going to have a pissing match here and see who got the highest score. What sure was your wasn't high me. Sc- it wasn't me. Uh, what was your high score, Getty? I think it was 800,000. Jesus. I think I got the the main mode. So there's a couple of different play modes that you can do. But the main one mm-hmm. is like clear 450 blocks. I got 400 last night. And then uh, I 
inevitably paid the price. I So there's a couple of things that I wanted to just briefly touch on for the game. Uh, the way that... It's very calming, I agree. The way that the, the pixelization is in the game... Like, I went from playing for probably 10-15 minutes and then went back to my regular desktop and I was like, oh my god, everything has, like, definition now. It's very, very blocky. And I'd be interested to see if it's eventually going to get crisper or, or he's going to clean it up. Because uh, there's nothing wrong with the way it is. Um, and I really appreciate all of the, the different beats and the melodies and the different things that happen, like when you switch the the way that you're going to drop the block, it'll do a little beat mm -hmm. each time. And then once you are able to chain several, like, solves together, I don't know, uh, mm -hmm. it's really just fun to listen to. And then once you hit a certain, I think it's like the five-minute mark, then the music really starts to change. And then as you get further, uh, it picks up even more. So I... Did, did anybody else have a hard time figuring out the way the blocks would be separating based on how you for a while them. yeah does that that's part of it too is because it is a diamond shape instead of a square shape for the play field like all your landing pieces have to be shaped that way too so it's an uneven feel that you're creating and each time that you're slotting in one of these four by two by two square pieces it is like splitting in half and sliding down the sides of this uh pyramid you're building so it makes it kind of hard to really plan out like how to land those three four five in a rows uh but then you sort of like accidentally create these you know cascading chains once you actually land yeah. one so it's like that's part of why it feels so chill to me i think just because i don't feel like i always quite know how to place it right so i kind of give up the dose of trying to do the high store yeah uh, and <laughs> it's like I, i'm I'm not going to be able to be doing the still fully yet but uh that that was definitely one thing that struck me as i was playing it's a little frustrating it to begin with but once i hit my groove i was able to be like okay if i put this block here then this one's going to slide here and then it'll tetris itself into a a solution you just gotta yeah i keep probably just away. put more time into it yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I found is that you kind of, you really do just kind of keep not let it get you down, keep moving forward, keep plugging away because most the biggest combos I got were on accident. I just like you said, it's hard to tell which whether they're gonna go left or right, and I could never get a good beat on it, so it just happened on accident. They like one would go left, one would go right, and it ended up making this four four five hit combo, and I'm like, man, I didn't. <laughs> Man, I'm great at this that. game. And then 30 seconds later, <laughs> awesome. you're like, oh, God, I don't know where to put it. And it's full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getty, did this make your blood pressure lower as you are uh, what we know as a high-strung individual? I Maybe. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> I My Fitbit broke, so I've just been kind of like sitting here not sure if I'm dying most days. Yeah. You don't have a you don't constantly a prayer, have a blood pressure cuff on your arm like I do. <laughs> no, well the Fitbit is a heart rate monitor, and then okay, yeah, All that's right. a that's a good story. But I'm not going to bore the listeners with my Fitbit story for the month of August. We'll, we'll save that for an extra life goal. <laughs> yeah, we can. Getty talks get, about his Fitbit for twenty. Getty minutes. talks about why he's probably not going to ever get a Fitbit again. <laughs> <laughs> going to get an Apple Watch. Nope. You're going to hate it. I'm not getting an apple. Get that out of here. Hold on. Well, you know what? Let's 
Let's figure this out at the break. We'll be right back. Like that one time I had actual Thai Red Bull. <laughs> it's real syrupy. <laughs> Did you okay. say Tide Red Bull? Yeah, Tide Pod from Red Thailand. Bull. No, I said Thai from Thailand. <laughs> Taiwanese. Dude, the... No, it's Thailand, <laughs> not Taiwanese. Do you know? Did you guys know the Red Bull in Thailand comes in a glass yes. bottle and it's just like a shot I... and it's straight syrup? I did. So it's like one of those five-hour energy <laughs> shot things. Yeah. That's, it's that's real disgusting. good. Alex, can you no, explain to me the difference between it. Taiwan and Thailand? I can. Separate countries. Nailed it. No, I need more of an in-depth <laughs> history into both of the the economies and how the countries developed in the last 10 years. Who are you kidding? We're American. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> news! <laughs> A lot of news happened this week, and we're going to get into it. Wow. Uh, first, let's talk about that Nintendo Indie Direct, because at this point, I am on board for every single one. The Indie Game Direct, every game, I am looking at it, I'm loving it, I'm wishlisting these games, uh, debating on buying them, because there's an Indie deal, uh, sale right now. Joel, did you have any standouts from this Indie Direct? My standout was that like they, they just shadow-dropped like six games here that I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah. fair. I don't have time for this. Uh, you know, Hades came out uh, for Switch, which, you know, Supergiant, where's Pyre on Switch? <laughs> How dare you keep overlooking that. Um, Hypnospace also, that Outlaw. That game, but the, yeah. Hades didn't come out, right? Not out-out. It's not 1.0. It's apparently, it's apparently 1.0 by now. Yeah. Like, that was oh, part of the launch man. details that it was a, a full full release. Uh, so, to Keshi and Hiroshi. Mm-hmm. That one is really curious to me. Like, it is apparently that the story is about an older brother making a video game and then the younger brother playing his, like, test video game out. And part of the game is, as the older brother, like, choosing the difficulty of the game. Mm-hmm. And then you as the younger brother playing it and like if it's too hard <laughs> and then it's like you have to go back to the drawing board i guess at least that's that's the way i <laughs> thought i saw it framed and and there are these little cutscenes that look like claymation between the two that that are really cutesy and fun so i i'm i'm really curious about that uh the one i did pick up was raji an ancient epic mm-hmm. and so i, I, I wanted I, to know it, what you did you play it at all i have played it a little bit yeah uh, it is it is a uh, th- 3D action like fighting not, not fighting but like a brawler. Mm. So like the, the weirdly the closest thing that reminds me of off the top of my head is uh, God of War like the older God of Wars. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So like that you're you're going from se- uh, section to section. Uh, you get caught up in like a kill room kind of environment. You have to kill the monsters. You get interstitial story beats as you go along. And uh, you have these climbing sequences and stuff, too. Some of the action's a little more diverse, and it's it's definitely 
the visual style is really what compelled me to get it because it's it's not often you see stuff that's inspired by uh, ancient Indian culture. So that's true. It was very distinct and unique in that way, and I think it's the thing that's pulling me in the most for it. But uh, the gameplay is not bad. Uh, it's it's engaging enough. So I'm early on. I'll be curious to see if it keeps my attention there. But uh, okay. besides that, Card Shark. Let's card talk shark about Card is Shark. A weird one. Yeah, you you take this one. I... Card Shark is a poker game, but you are encouraged to cheat <laughs> using sleight mm-hmm. of hand techniques that the game kind of gives you as like moves or inventory kind of abilities that maybe they have cooldowns, maybe they don't. The other part of it is that there's a running meter at the bottom of the screen that looks to be that the more you cheat, the more the other person starts to catch on to you. So you have to use your abilities and sleight of hand sparingly to kind of get mm-hmm. by the level. I, I assume some people will be a little bit more in tune. So you have to actually play poker in a in a way that you, you have to just play poker, or you know some people will be less notice like noticing, and then you just have to cheat your way through the match. So this this one kind of stuck out to me. Sadly, it's not coming out till next year. Yeah, it's it's not like them lately to announce something so late from today's announcements. Like I I feel like they got burned back when they did the. Uh, uh, Metro, Metroid Prime 4 stuff and then it being delayed and delayed. So I, I'm surprised that they're announcing something so far in advance. Getty, did you get the chance to watch the Direct? I did not, but I did see that Manifold Garden is available and that's something that we played before and I would be interested to get my hands on a, a full functional copy of it. Which is currently running at I think it's, $18. it's still a little expensive. I don't know. I... I got a couple of games that I have on my eShop wish list and trying to figure out if I should just give myself an early birthday present and get Cat Quest 2. So. Well, we're still going to get you No Straight Roads, and I'm looking at Neocab over here. Neocab's on sale. Wait, yeah, um, isn't No Straight also, Roads coming? They, they announced it for Switch yes. 2. Damn. Yep. But that one's coming out later. Yeah. The one for your birthday is PS4. Is it? Uh, When's that? See. Next a week? A short hike? I think so. No Straight Roads, I think, is next All week. All right. Uh, a short hike came out, uh, which was like, that was a surprise drop. I really love that game. Uh, Joel, I think you should play it. It's on Epic. There, we got a free copy on Epic. Also, what game? A short hike? Oh, I've got that. Yeah, an Epic. I think that was part of the yeah. itch.io. Wasn't that part of the itch.io uh, bundle that they did for... Oh, uh, yeah. Black Lives Matter, yeah. yeah. But they also gave it away free on the Epic Game Store. I probably didn't catch. I that. should probably like, okay. you know, put in open your Epic Game Store. Put in some of those codes <laughs> because I feel like that's a lot of games that I don't realize that I have. Oh, there's an absurd mm-hmm. amount, and I don't, I don't think you put them in Steam. I, I think you like have to download them straight uh, from itch.io. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Uh, let's see. I've tested uh, beta tested in most. Uh, I have not brought it to the podcast, but Inmost is another kind of 2D platformer with like horror elements. That one's like looks like a lot of fun. Uh, also, Risk of Rain 2 goes 1.0, which is uh, coming to us. Uh, you guys played now. that. I wonder how much it's changed since uh, the original. Well, I don't know, but I'd be down for playing more of that. That was actually pretty fun. Oh, I'm in. Uh, they, apparently, they, uh, they added a final boss. Final boss? So you can beat yes. it? 
you play five <laughs> rounds and then you have the opportunity to play to fight the final boss and if you decide to pass it'll do another five rounds so the idea is that yeah. you take your time to level up until you feel comfortable enough to fight the last boss the only thing i want to add to this segment is a uh, special shout out to struggling how dare you <laughs> you know what you've done <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I saw that tweet, and I was like, this was not myself, and it's not Alex. This has to be a Joel thing. So what? That was the most unpleasant sounding and looking okay. game I have seen since Inside. That <laughs> 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 you know what you did, <laughs> struggling. <laughs> I don't even get this reference. Well, the uh, the last thing that we wanted to talk about was that Untitled Goose Game gets co-op mode. Oh my god. It's so awesome. <laughs> You have no idea. My sons are very excited. How many times did you watch that that announcement trailer? I I just I saw somebody made a meme, and it was the kid like burying his head into the ground with the two uh, geese squatting at him, and one of the geese said like twenty twenty, the other one was twenty twenty one, and then the boy was marked as us. (laughs) I was like, "Yep, that's right. (laughs) That's pretty good." Yeah. Now maybe you guys will finish it. I need to just go back and finish, finish it. That's it. kind of It's not that long. I've of a gone game. back and I've beaten some other levels. <laughs> it's super short. Daddy, I was so dumb that I needed a walkthrough for one of the first parts of the game. <laughs> All I know is that oh, no. I watched that thing like five times and every time at the end when the two geese stick their head out from behind the post box, I die. It's just too <laughs> good. It's like, uh oh, what's gonna happen? Two of them. They know their visual humor yeah. really well. Yeah, they do. They, they, they choreograph these very well. So awesome. Next, uh, Sega is going to make more PC ports and focus down on bringing some of their games to PC after the Persona 4 success. Funny enough, I, it's yes, Persona 4 was very, very popular on PC. Do you, know, do, do you guys know where it would be also very popular? Not the Switch. On, on Xbox pla- One. Yeah, X- other Xbox platforms One like X. PS4 or Switch. Bring on the Stadia. To- <laughs> not, not. Ooh, you know what would be really Stadia. good on? Stadia. No, no one has said that ever. Hey, hey, no Alex, one. do you know what would be really good on? The Ouya. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. You thought I was, was going to say Stadia again, didn't you? <laughs> so, Sega's going to make more PC ports, and that's good for everybody. Uh, what's not good for everybody, Oculus users now need a Facebook account to have a profile, log in, and buy games on the Oculus. Oh, yay. <laughs> Who here owns an Oculus? None of us. How likely am I going <laughs> well, to I was... to get one? <laughs> Even less now. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I was saying is that I was like, oh, man, maybe I should get an Oculus. And I'm like, well, now the answer, the, the answer is no. Uh, so that's Oculus news, and I'm just gonna confirm real quick one other piece of news. Uh, one of the conversations I've been seeing uh, online is there's talk of uh, an unreleased Tomb Raider mobile game mm. that I'm kind of trying to find other stories on, but I'm not. Um, I'm surprised. Oh to yeah, find too I much. I read a Twitter thread about this actually. Andre from Gaming Fits like uh, retweeted it. It was a wild, wild story. Like, like the whole, the whole thing is that like, you, you know, basically like they've been rebooting Tomb Raider forever now, trying to 
find a new path for the story. It's good. And I'll tell you that. I, I guess well, I, I believe you. Yeah, this I believe wasn't, you. This wasn't but, um this wasn't trying to do the realistic thing. This is actually after the realistic thing, they were trying to find how to branch the old Tomb Raider to the new Tomb Raider. Pass. But they they made a, they were in development of a mobile game. Yes. And the whole story, like the TLDR version of it, is that the creative director was this wild guy who would like show up at the office in and out for weeks at a time, be gone, and then like just show up out of the blue one day and show up for like progress reports with management and the developers there would be like, you know, he's gonna show up and present, then he would like know everything that's going on with the development, even though he wasn't there. And then like the story they came up with was basically about Laura Croft pulling some uh, artifact or something from a tomb, which caused, like, cataclysmic events that you can't undo in the game, and then s- tied in with some sort of pandemic happening in the game. Well, yeah. in the last one that they had released for the next-gen consoles or previous gen, wherever we are. I don't, I don't know where we are anymore. Uh, you do uh, <laughs> grab a relic that unleashes cataclysmic events. So I feel like that's kind of recycling. It's not, I don't like that. Yeah, and and, and even like the, the tweet had framed it as, oh, they predicted 2020 happening. But, but the truth is that like people who were well-read enough about like the global things at play and things like pandemics even like not before covid like there was what sars and uh i forget what the other one ebola yeah but that wasn't as big were those due prior to it like like people with more creative minds i think commonly will take examples in the real world and then like extrapolate them to like the worst case scenario for their storytelling so like it's kind of like the whole like Simpsons predicting Donald Trump becoming president because of that future episode where Lisa is president. I mean, if you throw enough <laughs> you know, darts at a board, eventually you're going to get a bullseye. Right. Exactly. Wait. Yeah, so, so so hold on. That's not even like the wilder part. I mean, that's not the wilder. This wild gets crazier. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and this is all this is all from a Twitter thread. It's uh, I was looking it up and I couldn't find anything substantiated, but the other thought was that the guy the it, it came to there was multiple endings where laura croft might even commit suicide and going insane and all this heavy stuff and the guy kept disappearing the the director kept disappearing so the creative team just kind of started making their own game and toning all of that back and when they presented to square without him they were the square loved it and glad that they toned it back so then when the director came back and found out and knew he kind of was getting hearsay somehow that he knew everything that was going on, he tried to delete all of the files and completely destroy the game via their, their network and her servers and hard drive backups. So he was like in the then, server room trying to pull the sabotaging his wait, own wait, game. Wait, 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 Getty, you're, you're jumping oh ahead of me. And then was promptly arrested when he went to the office with a, ga- a can of gasoline. Well, I don't see anything wrong what? with this story. <laughs> this this is, again, this is kind of just unsubstantiated rumors, but it's a 
pretty crazy story to hear. I want to play this and video enough, game. The game got... If this were a video game, everything that you just told me, I would play that game. <laughs> Not Tomb Raider. Yeah. The story of the making of Tomb it was... Raider. It would be like, uh, what was that? Uh, the Room? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I would play that game. Yeah, so, but so it got canceled, but not because of all of this. It got canceled because they didn't see a whole lot of benefit there in the pro- and making a lot of profit. Which is kind of like the funny thing about it is that they say, after all this craziness, it got shut down because oh, the mobile game boom had gone, and there was just business that no one really wanted to do. business. It wasn't going to make a profit, so so it's the craziest story that ends in kind of the most boring way possible. Yeah, but. That was all of the news. Uh, a big, heavy news week, I want to say. Um, and just like that Thai Red Bull, it was real extreme. News. He ain't heavy. He's my news. Let's do it again next week. <laughs> Let's take a break before going into the backlog. <laughs> Back with the backlog blog, where we play games to remind us how bad we are. That I'm not good at this game. This is us turning in our video game homework. Boys, I made you play FTL faster than light. Yes, you did. Getty. Getty, can you start us off into this one? Faster than light. So you play as... Uh, the best way to describe it is kind of the top-down, but there's it's very static environment you're just looking at the overview of your ship uh it's sectioned off into different segments you've got a shield uh you got weapons you have engine you need a pilot and it gives you gives you three people and you can move your people around the ship to use any of those areas but the the real bread and butter of the game is that you are in this again randomized environment where every time you click on a different node you jump there with your ship and uh, you don't know what to expect and ultimately the goal is to survive as long as possible uh, before you ultimately fail or you get super lucky and you're able to somehow navigate through everything and get all of the the correct drops and and items so that you can survive long enough to see the end which i unfortunately was not able to do same. The, the layout is literally just like an office map where it shows all the cubicles that they're located. <laughs> it's an interactive map of one of those. And, uh, uh, it's, it's unfortunate because I do like the game. At least into the breach, I was able to clear it a couple of times. This, I just can't get into a groove. I don't know about you guys, but every time I feel like I'm doing well, uh, my ship gets attacked and I blow up or my, my people just die. Oh, I, I think I like this more than Into the Breach, really? which really took me by surprise. Yeah, it, it, you know, Into the Breach is great because it is such such a tightly designed game. Everything feels like there's a direct cause and effect to what you do. And every mistake you feel like it's your fault. Like you made a boneheaded move that uh, caused downstream effects that you can't recover from. 
This one, it is more like a, an active management thing between the different sections you're flying through the ship, you know, sectors of the map on. Uh, like you said, Daddy, you encounter a, a enemy craft they have to fight off, and you're not only looking at the layout of your ship with the different sections, like one part will be responsible for your weapons, others will be part responsible for your shield or your jump drive that allow you to zoom off and fly away. Or your oxygen. Yeah, that's right. right. Or your oxygen. So, like, you're having to manage and monitor all these things. And also monitoring the power levels that you're allowing to the different sections of those. So, like, you might try to go aggressive and draw down your shields to boost up your attack so you can be firing off a bunch of weapons at once and try to take them down aggressively. Or you might, like slow it down and just try to boost up your shields and survive long enough to then have your pilot get the jump drive ready to escape if you're in a situation where you're low on weapons and also there's a strategy at play when you're attacking people too because the ship you're fighting has the same kind of layout where you know you can sort of hone in on their shield first bust up their shield and then while presumably the people on their ship is trying to fix their section of the shield then really wail on their weapons so they can't attack back and then suddenly like they're defenseless while you're just obliterating them so there is a lot of like finite strategy to approaching the stuff that uh is is a lot more uh micro managey <laughs> which i hate in work but like doing so in this environment i found really satisfying as you feel like you're pulling all sorts of different levers uh, to try to test what outcome works yeah best. i can't do that at work so i think that that's why i prefer uh into the breach to this because i'm at work i'm like <laughs> all right guys if everybody just does their part i trust you and we'll make it through this i'm not the kind of person that sits behind and uh, sits behind each of my employees and like hey what are you doing what is that? Did you do this yet? Hey, like, <laughs> see, this brings the implication that I'm somehow a micromanager. I, I, I don't. That's not what I'm saying. I just like I'm. I might have a power fantasy, but I don't do it. My work. play style is more of a, hey guys, it's gonna be fine. Let's all just pretend like we're not gonna freak out, and then we ultimately freak out because the ship is on fire and the oxygen is depleting, and uh, I don't know why. Oh, that, that is one thing. Like, you let your ship get damaged enough and enough stuff on fire, it's almost impossible to recover yep. from. Like, even even one room, uh, there'll be different tile sizes for each of these rooms, and it'll for each tile, a piece of it can start on fire, and, like, you send your guys in there, their health is going down precipitously the whole time, you're having to swap them in and out in order to make it... Uh, like, from dying, because if you lose all your uh, shipmates, it's game over. And, like, if you let the fire spread too far, you're never going to be able to make it recover. Did you guys realize that if you just locked down that area yeah. and opened up, like, to space, the oxygen, the lack of oxygen would calm the yes. fires? It's just the no. situations <laughs> that I get into, it's like, oh, great, the oxygen is depleting. I better go send somebody in there to fix it. And then you realize that being in that room, they can't breathe. And then he dies or I have to get a second person yeah. in there quick enough so that both of them are on the brink of death. It's there's a lot that, going on. That was one of my favorite techniques, though. Doubling up. Locking down sections. Oh. People would like board my ship and I would lock it in and then just open it and make it so they couldn't yep. breathe. 
Yeah, I guess I missed the, the controls to that part. Probably would have been helpful a few times because there are sections where, like, their main point of attack is sending people mm-hmm. on your ship to just brutalize your, <laughs> your ship yeah. from the inside. And it's just you're panicking trying to, like, prevent your exterior from being obliterated while also, like, t- three-on-one tag-teaming this one brute that's just uh, brutalizing your yep. team. I did, like, you were messaging us and telling us, you're like, I stopped even having, uh, I sold all my weapons and just had my shield going and my guys repairing long enough for me to use my jump drive. And I was like, that's not, that's, I never would have thought of that. Yeah. I don't know if it's a long-term successful strategy, (laughs) but like it lets you do that. And that's kind of neat. Like, cause you can, you can really break the game for yourself and that kind of freedom can be really interesting if done in a compelling way. And Mm -hmm. This the structure of this game kind of allows you to toy with it and see what works and what doesn't. It's it's almost like Oregon Trail like where you're you're choosing like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the doctor. I'm not gonna buy any food. I'm just gonna buy a shitload of bullets <laughs> and mm-hmm. and just see how far I can get without buying anything. And and it, it's that same kind of like I'm gonna pull this lever all the way down, this one all the way up. And I'm going to sort of like min-match different segments of this and tweak it along and see what works best. And that's what really works well in this one to me compared to something like Into the Breach is that there's so many different levers here to pull where Into the Breach, it's much smaller in scope. So I feel like there's a lot more opportunity for experimentation here. Yeah, did you even uh, get to the point where you started having little mini satellite guys? Yes, so yeah. I, I, did, I did unlock the second ship so far, and uh, the, one, the interesting part of that one is that the first one is just straight, you know, weapons. And, and this one, it's more, you, you have power for a weapon, and then there's also little, drones. almost like drone type That's things. They, they float around the enemy ship and zap at it while you can then charge up your individual weapon in the meantime, too. They You can have them take out certain parts of the ship so you can have them take out the oxygen area mm-hmm. so then they're having problems with breathing right i mean that's that's the thing i find really cool about this game is that there is there is specific pinpoints you can kind of target and then you know like my common move was to try to disable their weapons first and then go for their shields or vice versa and that kind of puts them on the defensive and then allows you to keep sort of picking away at other parts of the ship and having to focus on. And the more you think strategically with each move, the the more success I found. So, like, my first couple runs were, you know, catastrophic. Like, I didn't get past the first section. And even the last run I had, I because it was a new ship, I got obliterated. But with the first ship, I eventually got to a point where, like, I got halfway across the map without too much trouble until I got to that last section. But even then, it wasn't so much like not knowing what to do in the battles, but it was the the material management. So, like, you've got the fuel that you need for each different jump from different parts of the map. But there's also, like, uh, things like missiles or rockets. So if your weapons take rockets, you have to keep those in stock. And then the scrap metal that you use to upgrade stuff becomes pretty critical because as you go along, you, number one, want to keep trying to repair your ship's hull. But then, two, 
you want to try to keep enough in savings in the bank to be able to add more power to your ship, possibly even buying more crew members, buying different weapons or upgrades. And that's the stuff that you really need to be able to sustain through the entire journey. Yes. And then it's the, 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 you have this map that you can go point to point and you pick what happens throughout. That The reason why I brought this as video game homework was because we were playing a lot of games that, to me, you could see the lineage, you can see the influence. And obviously we talked about Into the Breach. Uh, we talked about Nowhere Profit, which had a very similar map mechanic where you each node would have a new story beat or a shop or enemies and oh they're taking they they destroyed the ship do you want to help them or do you want to keep flying you know what i mean these kinds of story beats with each node giving you uh, give, making your own story as you would uh, you were the pilot of the ship you saw these people and you decided not to help them or you did either way it's up to you and you build a narrative throughout. And then also, can't, again, going for these runs and seeing what happens that's new or different or unlocking new stuff to it. It just You kind of just play a, play a run for a half an hour or so, and then you're like, well, I did pretty good. I unlocked a new ship, but I also got decimated in map two. <laughs> okay, next. And then you pick it up another day, a few days later. Yeah, yeah. I didn't quite get your reference to FTL when we talked to Martin about Into the Breach, but I, I totally get it now. And, uh, you know, it, it, it works. It works really well if it's matched with the right kind of gameplay. And it worked in to Nowhere Profit, and it definitely works here. Yep. So, uh, it, it, obviously it works on an iPad, too. The iPad, to me, is the ideal place to play this. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is the, the beautiful thing, having the iPad in your lap and just sort of taking your different runs while watching TV. Or uh, It's a very passive game where you can choose where you have to be active in it. So it works really well in that venue. And, and the precision you need, I don't think it would work on a console well. You need either something like a touch screen or a mouse to be able to quickly uh, select things. It's, it's just too quick of things when you're in the midst of battle. Especially considering that you have to try to click on doors to open them up and move little guys around your ship to have them repair spots. Now, here's a question. Did you guys do everything live or did you do like a pause, decide on what to do, then unpause? I did everything live. I, I think it auto-pauses when you're selecting certain yeah. things, like when you're targeting your attacks on certain parts of the ship. But besides that, I let it run live. Whenever I would move to a new zone, it would just pause and then it would... Like, all right, do you want to start? Or it would ask you, like, the question of what you're doing in the zone. Because sometimes it'll be like, oh, there's a shop. My favorite thing that happened, and it drives me insane every time. It's like, hey, there's some people that uh, need help on this colony. Do you want to send somebody to see? Like, sure, I'll do that every time one of my crew members leaves. <laughs> it's a dick move. <laughs> like, we were cool, Philippe. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and you get different aliens, too. That's one thing that we didn't touch on. Oh, you yeah. get different aliens that do, that are more proficient in, say, repairs or fighting. Right. Yeah. I, I, I only had a few interactions with that so far. But, like, th this game, it, it is also the evergreen kind of game where if you enjoy the core of it, it, it is the perfect kind of, like, I'm going to pick this up and play for a half hour see where I get, put it down, and save it for later kind of thing. And I, I see this being in my rotation for a while. 
I'm glad that you could see the merit there because I, I, this has been kind of in the back of my head for a while of like what what would I bring to video game homework and it just kept coming back to FTL. Like what about this game? Well, no, FTL is pretty good. Maybe I'll try this one. No, I don't know. FTL is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So. I, I'm pretty happy. I I don't know who's up next, either you or Getty, whichever one has an idea. I think I chose Night Trap, so it's probably Daddy. It's a trap. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. So if one of you guys figure something out that you want to like suggest, I'm okay until I can think of something. No, no, I'm, you have till next week. No, to come up I with don't want to come up with something next week. Come on. I have another idea, and I'll talk about oh, it off air. I do off air. We don't exist off of the mm-hmm. internet. I would say well, we should do a poll, but I'm not sure how many people would actually respond. I'm scared of what the result of the poll might be. The people who would respond would be the all all 11 members of the Wu-Tang Clan known as the Gaming Fix. <laughs> They're nothing to fuck with. What about sure. Hartwig? Do you think he'd reply? <laughs> yes. He would just say frog fractions. <laughs> yeah. I'm working See? on it, Hartwig. <laughs> That's your punishment. Let's take this off air and into overdrive and fly into one last thing where we give one last sentence, one last statement, sending us into the weekend and you, the listener, to the weekday. I had a slow start on that one. Took me yeah. a second. You know, it's, you know what's up. For me, for me... Uh, I am really tipsy on paint fumes, <laughs> but I did beat Skater XL. Uh, That's what we're calling been, it now, yeah. huh? Yeah. But uh, there is no beating Skater XL. I just did every challenge and every map. Suck it, Getty. Why is it a suck it, Getty? <laughs> Joel? Daddy. Daddy. Where did the penis? Humble. Humble become an influencer bundle. I'm adding to cart and gifting you humble indie uh, influencer bundle. If it were about <laughs> indies, then with, yeah, sure. With with such great hits like, uh, let's see, YouTube channels for dummies. Become a YouTuber. Build your own YouTube channel. How about social media engagement for dummies? Uh, how about, uh, let's see... Twitch for dummies. Here we go. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Podcasting for dummies. How lucky is the for dummies people? Like, how much money do you think they have made through the lifespan of that series? Too much. I like those books. I've bought, like, seven of them. Oh, I'm sure they're plenty good. And uh, full disclosure, I have bought this because I am a fool that has nothing better to do but to just, like, read and absorb stuff right now. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Daddy, be an influencer. Nope, that's you now. You bought it. You Daddy. have to do it. Daddy, become an influencer. Joel, share that with me later. I might read it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Getty, your one last thing? Uh, I I played a couple of hours of Tokyo Mirage Sessions uh, Sharp FE Encore. That's the whole title. Mm-hmm. And I have realized that I do not know hardly anything about idol culture in Japan. And for that reason, <laughs> I need to know, is it is it common to see ladies with whale tails nowadays? Like, I thought that that was like a 90s thing. No. Remind me of no. what whale tails Joel, are? Joel, if you have to ask. No, no, no. Ask Kelly. Yep. No. Kelly, no, we're not doing this one. 
Hold on, Moving I want to see if he gets an answer. <laughs> she doesn't. Oh, know. okay. <laughs> And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before you go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where we stream every single solitary day except for Thursdays, which might be a grab Wait, bag. No, no, I, I have a, an amendment. Uh, I can't stream Sunday because I will be out of town, and I will mm-hmm. also be out of town on Monday. So you guys are on your own this week. Okay. That's fine. But, I mean, again... Uh, the other thing is that not this Friday, which is tomorrow, the following <laughs> Friday, I will be doing Video Game Jeopardy on our Twitch channel. should be roughly an hour long, two rounds, and final Jeopardy. My guests will be... Uh, we have Andre Cole from Gaming Fix. Dave Makes, the developer of Mixolumia. And then we have uh, local local comedian video game player and streamer james from new player the new player show that should be a lot of fun uh you guys should tune in and it will also be recorded and put on our youtube channel if you'd like to reach us the questions or input our email address is superggradio at gmail.com provide a review on itunes or the youtuber how to of your choice thanks for listening gg joel good game GG. Good night, everybody. Thank you.